I'm Robert Therrell. I'm Chase Bridges. And we both want to be screenwriters. So listen along as we find out how. Each week we'll outline a new short film. And maybe even write some of our favorites. This is Written By. Written by, written by podcast. This is not a normal episode, Robert. Yeah, so basically we're coming on here. We had a From the Bowl episode. We shot a really special From the Bowl episode with a really special guest. Attached to a really special project. Yeah. Here's the thing. The the very special project... (laughs) is not going to uh, most likely not going to be released by the time our season is over. So hopefully what we'll do is when that project that the person that our guest was promoting comes out, we will release a special bonus episode during the, uh, our hiatus. Exactly. Yeah. It's a really special short film and we talked to him about the process of making it a whole lot. And we thought about cutting all that out and releasing it today, but then we're like, no, it's a really good interview and we want y'all to hear it when the short film comes out. So, and it's one of the, it's one of the ones where we interview someone and they also write the short with us. So it's a, it's a fun one. Yeah, but in the meantime, we didn't want to leave y'all hanging. Yeah, because so we, we know we know how you guys would just hate exactly. not hearing our voices. If we missed one week of written by, <laughs> you would all spiral into a deep depression. Hey, we've never uh, missed a San week Francisco of would be on fire. Uh, yeah, it probably already is. Dude, <laughs> I, I am proud of that. We've never missed a, an upload. Exactly. Well, yeah. we've we've missed a, our six a.m. release a few times. Yeah, but that's usually just because I messed something up. It's not like we missed the whole day. <laughs> we could have just blamed Anchor. But well, no, we can't because they're a sponsor. We yeah, yeah, they're Anchor. our only sponsor. We got to get that 50 cents <laughs> per episode. <laughs> oh, man. So uh, we're just going to do an episode where we talk, man. I think we're going to go over our letterboxed recent four, right? Is that what they're calling it? The last yeah, four? Yeah, yeah. We rarely get to talk about the movies we watch on here. And... Letterboxd is a cool thing where every Friday on Twitter and Instagram, they're like, hey, everyone post your your recent activity past four films you've watched. So yeah, and I'm curious what Chase has watched recently. Oh, well, I told you about two minutes ago. <laughs> when we were trying, trying to, to set out. you up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, might be, might be, might be. <laughs> uh, should we go with our most recent or and work our way back three? Or should we start with our farthest? Let's work up to the most recent. Okay, so... My number four, I watched this on November 5th. Okay. So I don't know when this comes out, but November 5th, <laughs> uh, I watched See How They Run, which came out this year. Oh, did, nice. Is did you that see a, it? Is that the Steven So? Wait, no, it's not. That's nope. a, is that a murder mystery? Yeah, it's a murder mystery. Okay. It came out uh, and it didn't get a lot of hype. Hmm. It's in the Knives Out category. Okay. Of movie, like you can definitely tell this got greenlit because Knives Out was a hit. Sure, is yeah. Sam Rockwell, uh, 
Siorsi Ronan, Adrian Brody, Sersha. Sersha. Dang, I always get it wrong, man. Sersha. I I tell people I think I'm Irish. I don't actually know what any of my heritage is. I just assume it because of my gingerness. No, yeah, I get that. I was told my whole life I was Native American, and then I did the 23andMe, and they were like, you're from London. Oh. (laughs) And I had a lot of Neanderthal DNA. I think that's why I look the way I look, because I'm a caveman. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So the movie didn't get a ton of hype. I gave it four stars, man. Only because I get self-conscious about giving every movie a five-star review. But you really liked it? I really liked it. It's like Scream for whodunits. It was like a meta whodunit. Oh, okay. I don't know if you would have loved it. Yeah. Because it is a little like... it, it. You've mentioned before that you don't always love a movie that is like so self-aware. Yeah, yeah. So it is very self-aware. Okay. But I think they did it a really, really good job. Okay. It's more so that I, not that I don't like it. It's just that there's so much of that recently. I That's think fair. It's like I just I want a movie that just as serious is, just, is. <laughs> just takes itself. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What's your number? No, it sounds interesting. Uh, I watched this October twenty eighth. I watched Wendell and Wild. Did you like that? I haven't seen it yet, but I love stop motion so much. Yeah. So this is directed by the dude that directed the Coraline. Nightmare Before Christmas, Coraline, yeah. James of the Giant Peach, which I saw that uh, one of my grandparents, great grandparents. Yeah. One of my great grandparents, they had this on VHS and we would watch it whenever we had our house and it yeah. like messed me up. It was so it was creepy scary. to me. James of the Giant Peach was. Dude, speaking of that director... Henry Selleck, um, I, he recently did an interview where he was like, I'm sick of Tim Burton getting yeah. credit for directing my movie. Everyone Nightmare thinks Before Christmas. he directed that. To be yeah. fair, they marketed it as Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas. Exactly. And yeah. it's such his style. Well, he designed the characters and I think he developed the story. Yeah. But it was directed by this other guy. Exactly. I think that's so funny. I watched yeah. a documentary about the making of that movie. Yeah. That's it's fascinating. I, I love I love the stop motion stuff. His his style isn't exactly my favorite thing, but it's very much a case where it's just like he just has a bold style and it's not a hundred percent for me. It's not necessarily that it's bad. I understand. Anything. I don't love the 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 design either. Yeah. But uh there are a lot of interesting ideas in this. It was co written by Jordan Peele, and you could you could tell. <laughs> you could tell. It was um, starring Key and Peele. Yeah. Right? They're back. Yeah. They're back together. Uh-huh. You know, uh, Oscar-nominated director Jordan Peele and that improv guy, Keegan-Michael Key. <laughs> that's that's always been so funny <laughs> to me because at the time Key and Peele was coming out, like, Keegan was the big star. Yeah. So, uh, in the wrestling world, that's called being the Marty Jannetty of a tag team. Yeah. Because, so there's this famous tag team called the Rockers in the 80s. It was Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty. Shawn Michaels went on to become the most famous and a lot considered the greatest yeah. professional wrestler of all time. And Marty Jannetty recently did an interview where he, uh, he admitted he's murdered people. Because huh. <laughs> he's been high on drugs for 47 years yeah. or something like that. But yeah, uh, Wendell versus Wild. I, I wish that a lot of the themes were more concise, but uh, it's definitely, it, it, it's a fun enough movie because it's about a punk kid who's an orphan and it has a lot to say about the prison industrial complex. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that, that was right up my alley, man. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> what's your what's your next one? Okay, I'm very excited about this one. My number three most recent watched is November sixth. You'll notice that um, two of these four are actually. Yeah, so and see how the other one was November 5th. Oh. The other two are November 6th. Okay. Two big movie watching days for me. Kiss, Kiss, Bang, Bang. You texted me about this. Yeah. This movie came out in 2005. This is the movie that convinced them to pick Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. Oh. Because up to this point, he had been a mess. Yeah. Uh, he did this movie, Kiss, Kiss, uh, Bang, Bang, in 2005. He killed it, dude. Um and this is this is the movie that people are like, oh, he's back. Robert Downey Jr. is uh-huh. back. It's starring Robert Downey Jr., Val Kilmer, and um, I, I didn't know a lot of the other actors, but it's a it's a whodunit. It's directed by Shane Black, who directed The Nice Guys. Yep. Um, this movie, man, I loved every second of it. I gave this one five stars. Okay. I know I've seen this, but I saw this in like high school. So it's been so long. I really don't remember much about it. it it's everything I want from a movie. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. has so much charisma. And then you have Val Kilmer uh, playing kind of like the buddy comedy part with him, like uh, against him, but together with him. They just, the chemistry is insane, dude. I do. I like Shane Black a lot. I like nice guys a whole lot. I also I like what he brought to Iron Man three. I think that's yeah. underrated. Yeah, I think it's better than Iron Man two. I mean, a lot of people think that. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> that's not a very high bar. But I liked Iron Man three. It's a Christmas movie. Yeah, it's fun. There's a little kid and he just yeah. wants to to be loved. <laughs> what is your three? Yeah. Watch this on November 5th. This is weird. The Al Yankovic story. Dude, I've been wanting to watch it. It's on the Roku watch channel. Watch it on the Roku channel. I have, I have Roku. Yeah. I can watch it. This is, this is a really fun movie. It's mm. not a... It's a, it's a... it's a So Weird Al is famous for making parodies of songs, and his yeah. biopic is a parody of other, bi, of, of yeah. other biopics. Which, man, I, I don't like a lot of artists' biopics. Do you like, like Elvis? I do, I do like Elvis a lot, but I feel, I feel like Elvis flies in the face of everything that everything makes Dude, I love Elvis. all yeah. the other biopics bad. They're making a Madonna one. Really? I saw the trailer for it before Black Panther. Oh, I just gave away my fourth. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, weird. It, it's so refreshingly fun because not a lot of big comedies get made anymore to see a movie that's just silly and that's it. Yeah, and... I mean, it, I think it's very showing that it ends up on the Roku channel yeah. because it is a super silly movie and no studio wants to release it in theaters. Yeah, but it is like it's a parody of biopics and then it just goes completely off the rails and ends <laughs> in a way you would never expect. Like it begins to a point where it's like, oh, OK, maybe this could be a little believable or OK, maybe this didn't really happen, but they're exaggerating some points. And then at the end, it's just complete all history nonsense it's just it's insane so funny. i saw the trailer and i was like oh my god and then i read a thing today where weird al said that they didn't even tell madonna she's in this movie <laughs> yeah, they was like i a, hope she's cool with she's it she's a major character in this movie <laughs> <laughs> i'd highly recommend this uh a lot of a lot of big celebrity cameos but it's not to the point where it a lot of times when you see things like that, yeah. it's like, why don't you just like write a joke instead of just have a famous person show Walk up? Walk into the shot. But in this movie, when it's like, oh, it's Conan O'Brien, I love and he's Conan. doing like the best impression of someone I won't give away. It's oh, I got to see this great. movie. I 
oh man, I Daniel Radcliffe. I I recently watched an interview he did, mm-hmm. and talking just going through. It was one of those GQ like breaking down his yeah. his famous characters or whatever. What an actor, dude! Yeah. What an actor. Yeah, I appreciate that he's he's having a moment recently, partly because of this movie, Guns also, Akimbo. Yeah. Also, people are going back and watching Swiss Army Man now that the Daniels are Popular. super successful. Yeah, I'm, I need to. I'm, I've put that on my wit, my list to rewatch because I didn't appreciate it the first time. But now, as a more mature, distinguished uh, yes. uh, auteur myself, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, jeez, oh, man, highly highly recommend that movie. It's a good time. Yeah, That's I need to watch that one. one. My number two movie is nice guys the nice guys again shane black who did kiss kiss bang bang this movie everyone says that it's great my mm-hmm. like everyone has always said that i haven't watched it until the other day i watched it and i was like dude this movie you could definitely see that watch i watched uh, kiss kiss bang bang and the nice guys back to back and I could definitely tell it was the same director. We started watching. I was like, dude, this is just like that other movie we just watched. And I look up who directed this one. It's the same director as the last one. I was like, yeah. you could tell that he oh, learned. Oh, so you didn't know I that we no did. Clue. Oh, wow. It was a c- complete coincidence. Yeah. Um, you could definitely see how much he learned about. Well, I mean, he's like a distinguished director. You know what I mean? Like he did those, all those old uh I mean, Nice Guys is essentially a parody of his own genre that he yep, established yep. with, like, um, Predator. He did the first Predator movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then he also did... Wait, he did the very first Predator movie? I'm pretty sure. No, 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 no. He did 2018's Predator movie. Oh. Anyway, you can definitely tell that he <laughs> learned a lot about the genre, mm-hmm. and he parodized it with the Nice Guys. This movie's so funny, dude. I think I gave it... Let me see what I gave it. I probably gave it five stars. I gave it four stars just because I was like, all right, Chase, calm down. (laughs) Yeah. Dude, just today I was scrolling on Twitter and someone posted, Ryan Gosling's character is really funny in this and he... He does this thing where he every whenever he's panicked, and this movie does this really high pitched scream. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> it makes me laugh every yeah. time. I never cared about Ryan Gosling ever. Yeah, I don't think he's very charismatic. Then I watched him in this movie, and I was like, "This guy's great. Yeah, this guy's amazing." And you have Russell Crowe. Mm. Oh my gosh, dude, dude! I think Ryan Gosling's great. I think recently he hasn't been picking projects where he really shines, like. He has no business being in the gray man. He needs to be in another. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he did Blade Runner, right? Yeah. I, people liked him in that. I haven't seen that. It's good. People are yeah. probably very upset. They're like, the cinematography. And I'm like, I don't care, bro. I ain't seen the first Blade Runner, dog. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's yours? What's yours? Uh, my next one is, you'll appreciate this because we were, it's related to a conversation we were having earlier, but mm. my fourth one is an extremely goofy movie. The goofy movie sequel. I saw this on your letterbox actually. Yeah. And I was like, I know exactly why he watched it. <laughs> so, uh, this past week we filmed our rival pitch finale. finale. Yeah. It's going to be really great. Y'all gotta watch you gotta it. Watch you gotta it. listen to it. It'll, it, it, it'll be on YouTube. The yeah. video. Have we decided if we're releasing an audio version? Uh, it'll also be on here. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, guys, if, watch it. If you got Spotify, 
you could do video through that and it kind of works. So yeah, I think they've probably fixed it by now. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but guys, uh, you got to watch it. You got to watch it. The two of us and our guest judges that we brought in, we all hung out after shooting. Yeah, and we were talking about this new Atlanta episode, which I still haven't watched. They make a fake <laughs> documentary about the Goofy movie. <laughs> Immediately after that, I drove to Asheville with one of our judges yeah. who lives there. We watched that Atlanta episode. And then we, we, watched, the and then we watched the sequel. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, man, I got it. I still need to watch that. I still need to watch that. Yeah, it was a good time. Uh, was the Goofy movie sequel good? I've never seen that one, I don't think. If I'm completely honest, I don't remember that much of it. Uh, <laughs> just because it was late. Yeah, it was late. Uh, <laughs> It was just late that night. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. Usually, I wouldn't put a movie I remembered this little about on my letterbox. Really? Yeah. I did this time because it's like, thou getting too deep. Life's been kicking my butt recently, but uh, I I just, I need some time with a friend, and we watched this movie together, and... We just like talked and bonded throughout most of it. And every once in a while we laughed at a joke. And sometimes yeah. that's all a movie needs to be. It's a bonding experience exactly. amongst friends. Yeah. So that's why yeah. Wait, extremely so goofy movies. You don't log here. every movie you watch? Okay. I vlog every movie I watch unless it's like I really wasn't paying attention to this or I didn't finish and it. You like, don't feel like, like if something's you... on in the background. Like okay. once in my office they played a Medea movie in the background and I consciously was not watching that. It's like I'm not putting this up. Which Medea movie do you know? Uh, if it's the most recent one on Netflix. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. yeah, I don't blame you then. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't like, I don't like Medea all that. But the stage play versions of Medea, yeah. those are pretty, those are pretty good. I've heard, yeah. But yeah, uh, what's your next one? My number one most recent watched movie because I watched it last night. Black Panther. Wakanda forever. That's also my most recent one. I watched yeah, it two days ago. Yeah. yeah. Well, you liked yeah. it. I did like it. I, uh, there's still like, it handles the Chadwick Boseman situation as best as you could in the circumstance, yeah. but still watching the movie, it just makes you sad knowing that like it would run so much better if With he was him. in it. Yeah. And we're yeah. not going to talk much about this one cause it's so new. Exactly. But, yeah. We uh, won't spoil anything. I liked it. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed it. I, the action scenes are dope. So if you if you're gonna go if you're like maybe I should see it, maybe I shouldn't go see it just for the action scenes. I think. Yeah. the The Black Panthers like they with the sequel they continue to be like the most interesting MCU one. They they're the most concerned with like filmmaking, kind of being serious, yeah. and yeah. It's definitely like it's not the MCU jokey movie. Yeah. Like no one no one blows up and's like, well that just happened. Yeah. You know, that, and that there's meme. like. There's some more complicated themes than the other MCU movies, which I appreciate that. Yeah, we're not going to talk about it here, but we need to talk about... I'm going to ask you what you think the... We can talk about it, right? The theme? Is that a spoiler, the theme of the movie? Uh, Some things I would say about it would be, so we, we can okay, talk about that we'll talk about it after. Yeah. Okay. Um, nice, man. So yeah, those uh, are, all, all the new characters in that are really great. Yeah, I'm excited does. to see where they go with those characters. And yeah, that's all I'll say on that. And that, well, that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> I don't know a lot about nothing, but I know what love is. 
And I love you, Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Wakanda he, forever. Wakanda forever. Uh, he meets the Black Panthers in that movie. He does. Because when yeah. I said Black Panther, I was like, wait, no, he said that. Uh-huh. <laughs> he said that. I've heard that. Man, if they Life if they like were doing if they were doing Forrest Gump two now, he would totally meet the the MCU Black Panther. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he'd be like, I know y'all. Life, life's like a box of chocolates. You never know when someone's going to snap their fingers in the sky, and next thing you know, you half the population's gone, and now you ain't even seen your brother or your sister. You maybe not seen your auntie. <laughs> And then, and then five years after that, everybody comes back, and we had us a big old party. <laughs> they need to. <laughs> now I need to see Forrest Gump in the MCU. <laughs> maybe, maybe we could do that. Maybe that could be. Like, we could make like an Instagram reel or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Forrest Gump meets the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> we could do a. We could do like a fake rip reel trailer. Which, yeah. <laughs> God, I wanna. I wanna hype up this rival pitch finale episode. Dude. Even more, man. Uh, so for the rival pitch finale, uh, Robert was telling you about it. We pitch movies to a panel of judges. We have full pitch decks, so we go through. We have you know images that kind of show the tone we're going for, the style we're going for, and then we have rip reels. We have trailers that we made, uh, like concepts of the our movies. Yeah, and these are. <laughs> Roberts is so good, man. <laughs> we each we each picked our favorite pitch from. Well, the the whole reason we're doing this is I explained it in an outro, but in case you didn't listen, uh, loser. <laughs> we realized that there's a lot more to pitching a project than just like writing the plot and saying what it is yeah and like when i pitch on music videos or commercial projects i have to build out a whole visual deck i have to show a bunch of proof of concepts and it's too much work for us to do every single week on this podcast but we thought it'd be really cool if we took an idea that we had earlier and really built it out into a full pitch and actually presented it in front of people that aren't just us man robert came up with the idea for this And for weeks, maybe even months, whenever Robert would be like, yeah, we should do it. I'm always like, well, maybe we should. <laughs> because it just, it just sounded to me like I was like, that just seems like, it feels like a school project. I feel like I'm going to, you know, I don't want to show people. And then, which is silly because we show people every week when yeah. we put out this podcast. But uh, we shot it, guys. It, it's so much fun. It's really funny. Robert's trailer. Watch it for Robert's trailer, dude. Oh my god! I watched his trailer and I was like, "Oh well." <laughs> yeah, guys, don't don't not watch it because you've heard these ideas before. Because we we expound on yeah. our ideas a and whole changed lot. a lot. We do change a lot. Yeah, because uh, I especially for mine, I took a lot of I named mine after a comment on Instagram. Oh really? Yeah, oh, someone commented that. the okay. name of that movie. Yeah. Like, hey, it should be this, and I was like, okay. Dang. And I took the name. I, I didn't know that. That's yeah. cool. That's cool. Uh, yeah, I do. I, I really think it's one of the best things we've done on this podcast, and I'm excited for people to see it. It's a bigger project, and it's a lot of fun, and uh, you guys should all go check it out. It'll be on our YouTube channel. If you're listening to this and you're not subscribed, we the only thing we have on there right now is like uh, our season two trailer that we shot, which is I still love that. And uh, we have a couple reels on there, um, or shorts, YouTube shorts on there. 
but give it a, a, a subscribe because when that rival pitch finale drops, oh, bruh, yeah. man. Oh, we also have a, a announcement at the end of the rival pitch finale. We do. Yeah. So you guys should listen to that so you can hear a big announcement. Yeah, we got a big announcement at the end of that. Uh, we got two more episodes after the rival pitch finale. We have our Christmas Bowl episode. Yeah. And then we have our, our best, best of season, season two, two, which, again, if you're like, I've heard all of these, we still all of these stories before. We we have a whole second half of that podcast at the end where we make a bunch of more announcements. So and also we changed up the format this year. Last year it was just you, and we just kind of played the. Yeah. the but this one we talk in between each. Um, audio drama segment so it's fun yeah guys thank you so much for sticking with us the number one podcast in the world right behind all the other ones it we we love doing written by it really has been a ton of fun while i'm thinking about this i'm not wrapping up we still have stuff (laughs) to talk about yeah i need to ask because no you you come on this <laughs> podcast and you're like written by yeah written by when we were filming the finale, one of our guest judges was doing that yeah and so I was thinking where did where did that start me I just improv it on one of the episodes do you remember what episode because I I've tried to, that feels like it's been there forever I don't know um it was one of the early ones dude it, uh oh my gosh I'm trying to remember I remember we were in the studio yeah. So it had to have been when we moved to the studio, maybe. Okay. I, I know, I don't know, man, because we got into the pattern of singing something at the end of every. Yeah. No, dude, I think it might be in the episode one. Really? Huh? Maybe or episode two. I need to go. I don't need to go listen. Well, here. I mean, we got time. <laughs> Let's look now. Well, I don't. I don't want too much dead air. I don't want to cut this much before <laughs> tomorrow. Uh, oh, that's right. You'll have to edit this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna say, I'll do it. <laughs> Well, um, while we're, I mean, because we're going to keep talking about stuff, I think we're going to be talking about some of the stuff we've been writing, right? Oh, yeah, we can talk about that. But uh, I can be looking while we do that. All I remember is we got into the habit of singing something for the outro of every episode. So, like, I think maybe episode one when we were going, it was like, slap the teacher, slap slap the the teacher, teacher. (laughs) slap, slap. Um, I also, I love the idea of people who haven't listened that far back, like, <laughs> wondering what that means dude that we need to make we need to release a reel with that music yeah. maybe we could release them they like, do a shoot a little let's do music a little video, video yeah just on my phone or whatever yeah. um we've got we we need to do more songs next season yeah. maybe we'll release on uh an album of just the songs that we've written because we've done uh slap the teacher the old guys rap battle yeah. Which I think is so funny, uh-uh. the musical episode. Yeah, which I don't, we didn't actually record anything for that. We we've, we've got a handful of, yeah, that, we of got songs we've made. The Uber song, the Uber, yeah. yeah. Maybe we'll drop a written by EP. I was thinking about that. <laughs> I actually I've thought about us recording a song over our theme song. Mm. I have I have a bar or two that I think are really good. But, yeah, we'll do that. Um, this is all stuff that. We could release on hi- while we're on hiatus, maybe. Yeah. We have another project we want to work on, other than like not nothing like short film related, anything like that, but relating to an episode that we dropped in season one that we want to do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, I I just improved it one time because we were 
we got in the habit of singing stuff, and so I just started singing written by written by podcast and then that just stuck i guess it, that caught me off guard when he started singing it that night too yeah. though i was like yo people care <laughs> <laughs> people listen yeah. to be completely honest man so season two this season we were averaging this is a little behind the scenes are, are we allowed to talk about our numbers and streams and stuff or is that too is that stuff we don't want out there you know, let's do it. You know, I feel, I feel like all, all the numbers of all the podcasts should be out there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No. We were averaging for most of the season 150 to 200 streams an episode, which I was so happy about. Yeah. Because that's... That's a huge step up from first season. Huge yeah. step up. Um, and then for the past... Let's see here. Um... So the past three weeks, our Predator episode, our Slasher episode, and our Harry Potter episode, we've dropped significantly. Yeah. Um, and I think it's just because, you know, this is, we're in the 30s, week 30s. Yep, yeah. Format starts to get a bit old. and Yeah. yeah. It, it, I mean, I wonder why that is, though. Because, like, I listen to the podcast I listen to, I listen to every week. Yeah. I mean, I know... I'm a pretty loyal podcast listener, but I know like for me, like over the course of like a year or two, I'll start to fall off on podcasts and maybe like other people just have quicker fall off times. Yeah. Uh, I'm interested to see if, cause I mean, we only have a few more weeks. I wonder if season three starts, people have had a break from us. We always introduce some format changes and different yeah. stuff, um, which you'll have to find out later in the season. To, I don't know why I pointed at that camera. We're not <laughs> it's recording. It's not on. <laughs> it's not on. <laughs> um, to, to hear more about, we're going to introduce format changes, of course, to make things interesting. I'm curious if we'll get everybody back. You know, I think we can. I think we can. I think so too. Yeah. Uh, I just love this show, dude. Me too. Me too. So, what have you been working on writing wise, man? Yeah. So, I finished second draft of a feature like at the end of last year, like a little before this time last year. And I've read it. Yep. 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 And so I wanted to pursue another feature that was kind of in the same vein. It, uh, thematically it plays in the same playground as that feature, but, uh, yeah, it's a lot different. I also tried to write something that would be a lot cheaper and, yeah, all, all, I've, all I've been saying about it is I am, I'm writing a slasher movie. It's a horror movie. Which I'm very excited about. Yeah. I love slashers. But it's, a, I've, I've loved, I never thought I'd love writing horror as much as I do, but I think I've I found a way to like make horror the way I want it. Yeah. To where like, it's still, there, there are a lot of jokes in it, but yeah. it's yeah. also. And, and also you, you have a, a certain theme that you really like playing with. Yeah. And that works yeah. well in horror. That, yeah. That certain theme. Yeah. That's really what's brought me to it. It's just the, the things I've been interested in saying as a writer recently, like horror works really well as a vehicle for that. Yeah. And I think even more so in this, this feature I'm writing right now, this was actually the first idea I had for a horror movie. What I thought would be my first horror movie. Then I just had like a sudden, bout of inspiration a really weird idea and i went down that path for like a year yeah but, uh, can you talk about that one because i mean we released something about that script yeah yeah uh all i'll say about that it's uh 
it's a horror movie and it the the main antagonist is a haunted refrigerator but uh, <laughs> which if you yeah. if you know us we released a short film called my fridge my fridge is haunted yeah the whole concept of the horror movie is it has an incredibly silly premise and we try to take it as seriously Serious as, as possible. possible and so it's like almost absurdist in a way but like people are going through very hard things but there's also <laughs> a refrigerator chasing them yeah but I'm, uh so we we I wrote a short film version of it first yeah. and we shot it for a competition that was happening. We didn't win. We yeah. Didn't we turned close. around in a month. We didn't come close to winning. I had no idea what this was after seeing the entries that did win. I was like, Oh, we were never going to win in the first place. But I will say one of my favorite performances so far. Yeah. I enjoyed that. I like the film a lot. I, I don't push the film hard anymore because the feature I've written is vastly very different. different. Yeah. Like, I didn't even have my central theme in that short. So, yeah, I, I, I don't push it a lot because I don't want people getting the wrong idea about the feature. But yeah. I do. I, I kind of like that short. I have a soft yeah. spot for it. So. Maybe we maybe we rename the short and just. Yeah. I don't know. But because I see where you're coming from, because the feature is 120 percent different. Yeah. But still a fun little short. Film. Uh-huh. Yeah. And we worked really hard on it. We spent. Yeah. Yeah. So if anything, hours. the short film does prove that like the mechanism of the fridge being the monster like works to a degree, and you could yeah. have both funny and startling moments. Yeah, with we, that. we have some really fun moments. One of my favorite shots I think we've ever done is in that. Yeah, uh, there's a moment where uh, I, I'm picking up my phone to record the fridge, and it's gone. And then I turn my head and it's right beside me. And I just think that was something Robert came up with on the day. And uh, man, I love that shot. That's one of those shots. We shot a Mm previs video of the short and we realized something was missing. And so we added that because of the previs, which is why we do that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Single with Things, we did a previs, me and my co-star. And uh, that helped tremendously. And then we're about to, I think next week we're shooting a previs for our something, are, something. Yeah. I'm not going to say anything. Yeah. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> not gonna say anything. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. Yeah. If you want to hear an announcement, you can just keep listening to Written By every week. <laughs> yeah. All that to say, though, I'm almost done with my second horror feature. I'm at the, I have like 80 pages, so I'm technically, I'm really close to like, technically like page count the finish line for a feature, but it's I 90, do. typically. Yeah. But you're I, probably going to keep going. Yeah, I have a... Well, it's not that I'm going to go longer. It's that I have a lot of rewriting to do. I have a lot of character work I realize I need to do. Just, I... They're ending up in a different place than where I thought they'd be. So now I need to, like, go back and change things, like, all the way back to the beginning. Interesting. Resequence a little. Do you think that this will be the best thing you've written so far? I want it to be. Part of it... Part of it is that... I love the last feature I wrote so much and it really, it's like so personal to me. It almost feels like this is the statement I want that it's Mm -hmm. like, it's hard to follow that up in my mind. But also like when I was writing the fridge fridge feature, I thought this is the dumbest thing. No one's (laughs) going to like this. I'm wasting my time with it. I did not think highly about it until it was done yeah so that could just very well be the same case with this feature i'll like it a lot better once it's finished you got some high praise from people on the fridges and the fridge script 
Um, I'm sure this one will be just as great. Um, or maybe it'll suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But yeah, yeah it's, sure a, it'll be great. it's a slasher movie. I'm really trying to write this one with the people I know in mind. So like, yeah. it could be a cheap thing I could do thematically. I think with a lot think of fun stuff. The, the question we're all asking is, you know, am I in it? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, here's here's something we could talk about because I did kind of write it with you in it, but then the the male lead of the short, it is it's a very like romantic type role. Right. And we've talked and you, Yeah, you've about expressed that you you didn't quite enjoy that on Single with Fans. I definitely, so when it comes to acting, there's, you have your leading men and you have character actors. Your leading men are like, if it's a movie, okay, uh, let's take Pirates of the Caribbean, for instance. Yeah. William Turner, Orlando Bloom, is the leading man. Jack Sparrow, Johnny Depp, is the character actor. I much prefer being a character actor. When, whatever um, Trouble Date comes out, I'm really really happy with that performance yeah i mean there's things i would change of course but that's i think anybody um but like compared to single with fangs where i'm just like i just yeah i'm much more comfortable being a a character yeah yeah than being myself Uh (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah which like looking at the script now it's like there are there are two very strong character roles that'd be good for you, but it's also it's not as much screen time as I wanted from a Chase Bridges oh, my first oh, feature man. thing. Oh but, man, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the thing too. Is I think I'm trying to say this correctly. I think that I am capable of doing the leading man stuff. Yeah. I just need to keep working on it, and yeah. it's. I think it's just a in my head thing. Sure. Because yeah. we work with some actors and actresses that are just like, you know, we, we know this actress and it like, there's this scene and that we, we recently saw her in and I'm like, oh, she's in love with him. Yeah. And I don't know if when you watch single with things, you're like, oh, this guy loves this girl, but it's yeah. a comedy. So maybe, maybe I'm being too harsh on myself, yeah. but I think it might just come down to, you're just, you're just in your process and your journey. You just need to you need to take on more roles that are like yeah. a little chat, just push you a little out of the that's comfort fair. zone. And, yeah. I think yeah. that's it. I think I just need to work yeah. harder. Yeah. 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 I, yeah, there's definitely, I do see you as a character actor, especially now after trouble date. Yeah. But also push yourself a little, like if, yeah, yeah. If you can't act like you're in love, you won't get <laughs> very, I won't get very far, far. So, And, and again, I, I want to backtrack just a little bit. I think I can, I'm confident enough in myself to know, like, I yeah. can do it. Yeah. I think it's completely an anxious and like a personal yeah, thing. What of, I'm saying is, don't don't set limits on yourself. Right. Yeah. Especially this early. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No. I. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's my feature. Uh, I'm, I'm so close technically to finishing, but I just have a lot of a lot of work and second guessing I need to work through. I still hope to finish it this year, so we'll see if that happens. Yeah, and uh, sign me up for whatever, man. Uh, I can do it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now I'm backtracking. <laughs> uh, it's so hard to be anxious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That man. If uh, th- this has been a big thing with me, I've been trying to be more confident. Yeah. Right. 
which some people who know me will be like, you're not already confident. <laughs> yeah, I've been trying to be more confident. If I wasn't anxious, I think I would, I would quite possibly it would be unstoppable. Yeah. It's literally just, I get in my own head about things. Yeah. And, uh, no, I see that. Cause like you do, you kind of present confident, but yeah, I know just talking with you personally, like you're thinking all the time about you. Yeah. You know me more than better than most people. Yeah. So you, I, you've yeah. seen me like spiraling in conversations yeah. where like I'll start backtracking to the beginning oh. of a conversation and then, <laughs> but most yeah. people think I'm just, you know, arrogant. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the opposite is with me. I feel I feel like people think I'm less confident than I. Well, I don't know. Confidence fifty fifty for me. I feel like I'm I'm confident in my ideas. Yeah. I think maybe I just don't always present myself as confident. I feel like if I just said what I say in a different tone, it would come across yeah, in a different yeah. manner. Maybe yeah. I don't know. I think you're confident. Yeah. But also, I think we're both shy people. Yeah. So true, it yeah. could. I don't know, man. <laughs> that's a deep discussion that is yeah you writing anything yeah man i'm uh so this this will be my second ever feature by myself the first one looking back on the feature so the first one i wrote for my senior project at school and the first bit of it i'm like this is i'm really proud of this mm -hmm. but then you can definitely see i was having i had a uh time crunch like it was like uh, oh this is a school project and it's due soon yeah. and it really quickly became like i just need something on the paper so uh -huh. i get an a and i graduate yeah. and um so the i mean i sent it to you and you gave me some really good notes and um that script was um called uh, the murders of pacifist pines which is a, a, a whodunit murder mystery set in a small town. Very classic genre, just because I wanted to play in that genre. Which also, you play with a, a character idea we presented on this podcast. Right, right, right. So yeah. uh, if you listen to episode three, whodunit, yeah, episode three, yeah. we do a character called Heath Thames, who is uh, an actor and stuff. I wrote that character in high school um, because I've always... So, I mean, you guys listen, hopefully you guys listen to Written By, you know I love mystery, so I, pr I predominantly write in the mystery genre, and I've always wanted my Sherlock Holmes detective character to be this character named Heath Thames, and I've done him in several different iterations, but I really loved what we came up with on Written By, which was that he's an actor yeah. that was on a TV show uh -huh. where he was a detective, <laughs> and so, yeah, I, I used that, um, and I like the story, and I like the reveal. I think it was a good reason to murder people. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't super happy with the screenplay. So I did a bunch of like rewrites and I started writing it as a novel and I wrote like 50,000 words. And then I realized there's a lot of structural issues. There's a lot of like, there's a ton of work that needs to be done and I can either keep working on this and this can take up all of my time or I can take the lessons I've learned, which was a lot mm -hmm. and start writing the next thing and you know, cause I need to keep learning and I keep, I need to keep writing things so that I can learn yeah. lessons and I can't just be caught up on one thing forever. Yeah. Which that's, that's a hard decision. A lot of people have to make. Cause I know my first feature I wrote exact same thing. Yeah. I started it in college. I finished the first draft like the year after I graduated 
but it still just wasn't it. Mm -hmm. And then I spent like on and off like two years trying to fix it before I was like, you know, I've grown so much. I just need to to move it behind. Yeah. Yeah. So now what I'm writing, it's, uh, I think it's the, the most me thing yet. Yeah. Like I've finally figured out like, oh, these are things I like and this is what I would love to see in a movie. And so I'm going to write a movie. How how much do you want to talk about the concept? Like, so right now I have about 20 something pages and usually Robert will tell you, I write really quickly, but I have to go back and fix a lot of stuff with this one. I've been so like. Uh, like I want this to be like something I can send to people and be like, Hey, this is what I'm capable of. So I've been like really stressing over every scene and, um, basically the premise, it's another mystery. I'm going to sum it up like this. It's my love letter to Scooby-Doo and the, the mystery genre. It's funny. It's serious. It's just, it's, it's very me tonally. Um, I actually, I've actually been wanting, uh, I've finished a scene the other night. I want to send it to you and cause it, I mean, it's nowhere near finished, but yeah. um, just because if I send it to you now, you can read what I've got and you can be like, uh, okay, tone like structurally, maybe yeah. this needs to do that. Or maybe you should cut this. So I, I might send something to you soon <laughs> yeah. uh, just cause I don't want to get all the way done Mm-hmm. And then like look back at it and be like, oh man, I need to go back and fix everything. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I'm excited to read that. Yeah. And yeah. then finally, we've we've been kicking around discussion of writing our next thing together. Yeah. Which we aren't we aren't gonna spoil any of that. No. We'll uh Yeah, that's all I'll say about that. But we wrote a f- so I mean what really started off everything is we wrote a feature together. Yeah. And I still love that story. Yeah, it's it's crazy, and we would never be able to actually shoot it. We've talked about like a few other mediums we could do with yeah. it, but I still really love the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we wrote a feature together, and then our next project coming up, I think, is going to be something that we're both really passionate about, yeah. something we're very excited about, mm-hmm. and hopefully, you know, fingers crossed, this could be something that you know down the line we could actually make a, a possibility. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm excited to write with you again. I I guess we we could kind of talk about like the pros and cons of writing alone yeah. versus together. together. Yeah. Because what the biggest pro for writing together is it just goes faster, quick. We wrote super long script in just the summer that would have taken me like a year and a half. Taken me a long, long time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, another pro is. Uh, I think we complement each other's strengths and weaknesses. So like I struggle with structure and you're extremely good at structure. So, you know, when we're writing something, it's like, okay, this next scene needs to have this in it. I can be like, great. I wouldn't have thought of that. Uh, That scene needs to have this in it. (laughs) Yeah. I think the, the only reason I don't write every, because like another thing about writing together is you always have someone to bounce ideas off of, to work out of. Yeah. When I'm writing alone, I basically, I have a big Apple note for mm. every project and I just write like diary style, like my thoughts out loud. And yeah, I, I have like notebooks. Have I write a conversation notebooks. with myself. Yeah. It's like, okay, here's what we're <laughs> going to do today. Do I want this or not? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. When you're working with someone else. You just get to have that discussion. You get to have that someone. discussion and so they, you know, 
we're different people with different experiences in life yeah. with different uh jokes and thoughts so it's like one of us will say something that the other one would have never in a million years thought of yeah and then it's like that's perfect yeah like a gay johnny appleseed <laughs> <laughs> which we did right yeah a little, little spoiler for you <laughs> i think the the only reason i don't write every feature with a co-writer is just the only thing you lose is like some stories are just too personal that and there is a level of compromise yeah see that's the thing it's like every every, everything has to be agreed upon for right. both parties so there's a lot of compromise and in certain stories like the compromise makes it better but if it's if you're trying to tell something that's like really you or yeah. specifically about you then Maybe you don't. It's harder to compromise on things, especially when you have a picture in your head for what you want it to be. Yeah. So like that's the trade-off, and that's what makes like the super long process of writing by yourself worth it in the end. Because you're like, this is me. Yeah. Maintaining that voice, but uh, it is. It's a much harder process. And oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is why I I do want to like throughout. if this is cool with you (laughs) throughout the process of me writing this, because I, I have written something else by myself, but I'm going to count this as like the first real thing I'm writing by myself. It's still nice to have people you can ask for help. You know, you don't have to do everything alone. Yeah. There, there are a lot of writers groups out there. I've heard of that just every week they present. (laughs) I've heard of, I'm I'm not a part of. Yeah. I mean, I've heard of them in like LA. I don't know people around here (laughs) Well, because I mean, like TV shows have writers' yeah. rooms. Because it's impossible to write that many episodes one person. Yeah. It's like you got yeah. to just yeah. But I've heard of groups where it's like they'll just write a scene a week, present it to the little group for yeah. feedback. I just another part of it is I just have so many other projects. So like I don't always get the super consistent. I have one Friday morning afternoon. I always write no matter what, but mm. when things get really busy between my day job and other projects, a lot of times that's the only time I write. So my writing always gets done at two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Even if I have all day free, yeah. it's two o'clock in the morning. I'm writing. <laughs> it's just when my brain starts working. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. When we were writing that first feature together, um, we would, we kind of had deadlines set for each other too. Cause yeah, we, we kind of did each do a scene a week. Yeah, yeah. once a week, we're going to be on the phone talking about the scene that we wrote that week. Yeah. And we each wrote a different scene. And so you kind of had to have your scene done in a week. Uh-huh. I always wrote it at 2 a.m. the night before our phone call. <laughs> really? Always, every single time. I would be like, oh, I got to have my scene due tomorrow for the phone call. Do you, like, do you need the crunch to get something done? I think done? I do. I mean, our rival pitches finale I mean, I just, there's something deep in my soul. I've done it with school my whole life. I can't, I have to do it last second. Yeah. And it was because of this philosophy I learned really young where it's like, if you wait to the last second, it only takes you a second. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. It's it's done. You yeah. do it and it's done. Yeah. But you're sacrificing quality. Yes, quality <laughs> and stress, peace of mind. Yeah, and peace of mind. But I write really quickly. And the way I write, okay, let's talk about this and then we can kind of wrap it up. Okay. Um, I think we differentiate in this way, but I could be wrong. When I write a scene, I let the characters write the scene, if that makes sense. Yeah. I start off with these characters talking or doing it, doing it in an action to start off a scene. 
and they lead the whole. I don't know how the scene ends okay. until the yeah. to the characters yeah. get me there. Yeah, that's a very Tarantino. He talks about doing that. I I always know where it's starting and where it's going. Uh, I'll like I'll write improvised dialogue, like I'm just writing it as I'm thinking it. Yeah. But then I always have to like edit it to where to where it's like going this direction, like. I'm trying to I'm trying to say what I'm saying more concisely. Uh, mm. I I play it very loose with like plot structure. Like this part of the reason I have to rewrite so much of this current feature is in writing it and hearing the characters talk, like the central theme has changed a lot. Mm. So now I have to go back and like change them. Yeah, make sure they're supporting things. this new theme, but yeah, if if I'm just, I don't always just let them guide a hundred percent the thing. I'll sometimes I'll write scenes on their own, where it's just the two people talking just to see how they interact. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 the closest I get to what you do. I uh, each scene that I'm writing is like I do it. It's like an improv scene. Yeah, I I literally do the voices out loud while I'm writing, yeah. and I have different voices yeah, for the yeah. different characters because it might just be because acting is my primary thing but yeah. it's just like if when i say this line out loud if it doesn't sound right i'm like well i'm start i, I backspace and i would try something else yeah i think i think director me is thinking very much in terms of like set up payoff or like visually introducing something like a chekhov's gun type thing that's gonna right. go off that's where i lack yeah. big time and i've been really self-con like well not self-conscious self-aware of it yeah and so that's why i've really been stressing like do i need to start setting up things like because i don't know where it's going always well i think as long as you're aware of it it's like the thing is you could do whatever you want as long as the final draft is good it doesn't matter what you're doing to write the first draft the first draft doesn't even matter that much it's literally just getting it yeah. on paper. Yeah. yeah. I'm very pa- So I'm very if you if you write a whole it. feature as a first draft and then you just go back and change a lot of stuff, like it's a valid. It's thing. a lot easier yeah. to go back and change stuff than it is to yeah. write. Yeah. Uh we know a guy. I'm not gonna give much detail because I don't have his permission. We know a guy who just recently like had to rewrite his feature several times from scratch, page one. Yeah. That sounds terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he he did a good job of it. it oh it, yeah, it maintains the same feeling theme, everything of the first draft. Even though a lot of the scenes are completely different, and it's yeah. like it's crazy. I, yeah, yeah, dude. I mean, we're not going to talk too much about it, but yeah. it, it's really impressive how talented people are. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey guys, thank you for listening. Yeah, we know this in your normal episode, but maybe you like that. Yeah, more. maybe you like that better. I know whenever I listen to podcasts and they do a random <laughs> weird thing where they're just talking, I'm like, oh like yeah, that. cool, yeah. something different this week. Yeah. Um, season three, uh, we're introducing four new hosts. Yep, it's gonna be us and four other guys, all of us talking over each other. <laughs> yeah, all of us we're talking trying to once. write a short film. Yeah. It's a nightmare. It's gonna be like the stock exchange. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, it's gonna be like the Wolf of Wall Street of short filmmaking. <laughs> no, I'm. I don't even have to say I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> uh, thank you guys for listening. Yeah, rival pitch finale coming out a week from today.
I'm so hyped for it, man. Robert's done a great job on the edit. We came back for a second day to film some just like little that, little eye candy to put dude, in there. That's how you know we're passionate about it because that's like, we don't do that. Nope. <laughs> we don't do that, man. We had to set up lights again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right. See you next week. <laughs>